Hi, guys, and welcome back to Under the Influence Podcast. I'm super stoked for today's guest. We have on the amazing Amy Duncan from Mo Wellens. If you guys don't know what Mo Wellens is, it is a CB-based product company that believe in the beneficial properties of plant-based CBD products to optimize your health and overall wellness. Now, Amy's story is one of the most tender, special stories I think I've heard in a long time. The way that she actually, you know, the way and the why for why she created Mo Wellens is very impactful and very, very powerful. I'm really, really excited to share this with you guys, as well as really excited to share her products. I've actually tried Mo Wellens. I'm a huge fan. I love CBD. I love putting it in my morning coffee. I'm a big fan of just, it's it's over, it's health benefits and overall wellness, especially for things like stress and anxiety. So I'm really excited to share this with you guys. And also too, just to share Amy's business mind. If you look at the way that she's curated her business, it's just beautiful. It's very impactful. It's unlike a typical CBD, THC company or hemp company. It's absolutely beautiful and stunning. And even the way that her mind works in how she created the company and how impactful she has been is really, really interesting. So I'm so excited to have her on. So let's get right down to it. Under the Influence Podcast is all about bringing together brands, influencers, thought leaders, and communities to inspire and empower a positive impact. Each week, I will dive into the power of influence over the ever-changing, trend-chasing, and slightly obsessed entrepreneurial and influencer community. We talk insider tips, tricks, the latest buzz, and even our top not-so-secret happy hour cocktails. My name is Whitney Eckes. I'm the owner and founder of Eckes Marketing and the Influence Movement, and we are about to get under the influence. everyone and welcome back to Under the Influence podcast. Today I have on the amazing Amy Duncan, the founder and creator of Mo Wellens. Amy, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Of course. Amy, I'm really excited to chat with you. I've tried your product. I loved it. I really, really love your story. And I'm excited for you to kind of share a little bit about how Mo Wellens came to be, as well as maybe kind of drop some knowledge on us as far as, you know, the difference between CBD and THC and how Mo Wellens is really kind of changing the game in the wellness industry. Yeah. So, I mean, a brand seems to pop up nowadays. Um, basically daily you see a new cbd brand popping up but we actually started we've been around a year now and i originally walked away from my previous life in 2016 to start the company my background has been in healthcare for the past nine years i started my career in medical device Um, i sold physiological patient monitoring and really studied the healthcare industry from a business perspective i'm just learning about the ins and outs of how the system works. And then I moved from St. Louis to California in 2013, and I ran a genetics laboratory when I got out here. So we did things like pharmacogenetic testing, which was looking at how our genes help us metabolize certain medications. And then we also did carrier testing and pharmacog- or in a hereditary cancer testing. 
just some very complex next generation sequencing tests, they called it. So I was always in this very complex environment and simplifying things down so that the general public could understand it. And that's really been my passion from a very early age. And then in 2016, I was studying the cannabis plant at a very deep level at the laboratory because the laboratory wanted to launch into the cannabis space and develop a service line for testing for clean cannabis. So I was learning about residual solvents and pesticides and microbials and heavy metals and really utilizing the technology that I was already familiar with in the genetic space and the toxicology space to launch the cannabis portfolio. So in my personal life, aside from the business that I was in, a year into my marriage, my husband was diagnosed with a glioblastoma brain tumor. And wow. a year prior, his mother was diagnosed. So I had this passion for really figuring out why that happened in the same family. Basically, it's like winning the lottery twice in your lifetime, which doesn't happen. So I was very interested in figuring out the solution for that. And that's why I was drawn to the lab. Um, but after he was clean for four years, in 2016, in October of that year, the brain tumor returned. And when the brain tumor returned, I said that I did not want my life turned upside down without my control or my doing. And so I walked away from the lab and I decided that rather than pour my knowledge into launching that portfolio with the lab, I would take my cannabis knowledge and start my own company. So I did that. I walked away in 2016 in October and for about a year I was figuring out where I wanted to be in the industry and really putting together the products and the formulations and strategizing with really the best in the industry. And in March of last year, we launched, and it's been a crazy, exciting, wild ride. I've loved every minute of it. Um, wow, that's <clears throat> that's amazing. I I really, I mean, it, your story is so beautiful in that you know you kind of took everything you had and put it back, you know, put it into this business. Tell us a little bit about you know creating a business in the CBD industry. What has it been like? What have you know? What what things have you encountered? Yeah, it's been really challenging, but I knew that from the get-go, that it would be kind of a, a bumpy ride, especially when you're kind of trailblazing in an industry that is unregulated in some sense. And I didn't really know whether I wanted to be in hemp or marijuana, and I knew that I didn't want to go out for investment. So really CBD and hemp-derived CBD was the place where I settled because it has the least barriers to entry. Yeah, That's... the challenges that I've run into along the way, I mean, payment processing has been a challenge, banking has been a challenge, and just finding the right partners. I mean, when you're searching for the right fit from a manufacturing perspective or fulfillment, you just have to find people who are willing to cut that path with you. And that was also a challenge from day one. So. I'm very happy with where we are now, but there are definitely some hurdles that only happen in this type of industry. Yeah, that's, and I can't imagine. I mean, <clears throat> I'm sure that there, you know, there's already hurdles in starting your own business, but going into that kind of industry, it's, you know, it's, I'm sure it's so interesting because they're, like you said, you were literally pioneering it. 
you know, from the start, how can you tell us a little bit about the difference, you know, for those of us that don't know between THC and CBD? Yeah, so both are cannabinoids in the cannabis plant, and both can really be derived from both hemp or marijuana. So hemp and marijuana both fall into the cannabis species, and the, really the only thing that differentiates can, uh, hemp and marijuana is the level of THC in the plant. So CBD is a cannabinoid short for cannabidiol, and that one really is responsible for it working with the receptors in our body and really finding this sense of balance and a lot of other medical terminology that we really don't get into. And then THC is the cannabinoid that we know of as having those psychoactive get high properties. So when we're dealing with the hemp plant, we don't have enough THC in there and sometimes zero THC to get the person high. So there's really no concern there to get high with the hemp-derived CBD product. That's that's incredible. So now with CBD, you know, I mean, I love that you created this and really took it to help your husband. What benefits, you know, does he see through CBD and things like that? Or what do, you know, people with, whether it's, you know, illnesses or cancer or just, you know, high stress or high anxiety, what kind of benefits come from CBD? Yeah, well, you know, it's challenging being in the wellness space and not crossing into a medical or pharmaceutical product. And so one of the things with the FDA kind of really looking at the industry of CBD as a whole, we're unable to make medical claims saying that it helps with anxiety or treats cancer or really any of the other medical ailments that we face on a daily basis. And most of them really, if you kind of reverse out of that diagnosis, looking at more of a holistic approach and you know, looking at the stress that we take on on a daily basis and how do we avoid that? Because most of the illnesses that we're diagnosed with, they, they stem from a physical trauma or a psychological trauma or a social even trauma. And so that comes down to really stress at the bare bones. So I would love to say that, that the CBD quote unquote cured his cancer um, however, he's taken chemo and radiation, he's had surgery, um, he still takes anti-seizure medications, and still gets an MRI every four to six weeks. So CBD did not cure him. However, it helped him, I guess you could say, handle the side effects of the stress of having cancer. Wow, how interesting. That I mean, that's so amazing too. I know that CBD is such a hot trend right now, and that so many people are interested in it or that they feel like it's really benefiting, you know, their overall wellness, that it's so cool to hear about that. And it's so cool to hear about your story, you know, with your husband. And I wanted to also ask you, you know, you have such, I mean, your, your products and your overall brand is so beautiful. Can you tell us a little bit about like the products that you offer? I know that you have this really cool one called the Keeper Stash. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I knew going into creating the products that you know, there were some companies coming out with waters or beverages or, you know, an eye cream and really like narrowing in on their product line and into this very fine-tuned niche. And I knew that for Moellens, we wanted to create a product line that had versatility. And so most of the products can be used both on the skin and as an ingestible. This is a great example of that because it's hemp extract and avocado honey. It's very, very clean product and 
it can be used as a honey mask um, mixed with a little bit of like a cream cleanser or with another like kale and clay and whip it up and apply it to the skin when it's a bit warm. And that has the antibacterial properties of the honey and just some really good nutrients and minerals in the honey as well. And then it's almost amplified with your CBD ingredient. So the Keeper Stash people love that for the skin, but they also love it for using in their salad dressing or in their smoothies or coffee. Um, so that one's really, really nice. And then we have the keep, then we have inner peace. Really, it's our baby. Because I come from the science background, I utilize some technology to make a nano blend CBD. And so basically, when you break something down into nanoparticles, typically it's 100 nanometers or less. What it does it is it allows the body and the tissues to absorb it quicker. And so instead of one milligram of CBD feeling like one milligram of CBD, the nano blended products, one milligram of CBD feels like 10 milligrams of CBD. Oh, so wow. Really getting the most out of the product and you're not burning through it as quickly as you would like some of the other products out there. So they take a dropper full. Um, I don't recommend taking a dropper full of any of our products to start. Um, but especially in our piece, I'd start with even two drops and just see how you feel. Wow. That's amazing. And then the last one you have is one for all, correct? We have three other ones, actually. We oh. have one for all, which is the topical oil. And that one's a really nice blend of botanical oils like sea buckthorn and rosehip and moringa. And then I actually went to Bora Bora in 2012, and I came back with this scent that I fell in love with. And so I wanted to recreate it. And my fragrance alchemist said, you know, that's a synthetic scent, and we can't use that. So... We ended up recreating it with things like tonka bean and ylang ylang and gardenia enfleurage. So unlike the menthol pepperminty scent that most of the CBD and THC products have, ours are very, very nice and, and they blend into the skin. They leave like a more of like an, I guess you can say a vanilla, Tahitian vanilla type scent that's really light and can be used with other perfumes and such. So the one Oh my gosh. And then the other one is the Live From Within. The Live From Within is an oil blend full spectrum uh, product. And then we have the Dreaming Green Lotion, which has taken a while to formulate because I wanted to eliminate a lot of the chemicals that are in traditional lotions. But that one should come out in the next 30 days and be ready to go. That's so awesome. I love that, you know, you're, I like that you talked about like the scent of it and how you kind of put that all together and created like your own specific scent. Cause I feel like, I feel like that's so important, you know, and not necessarily everyone wants to like kind of have a very strong smelling CBD oil. So I love that you kind of had your own take on it. I think that's so interesting. Yeah. I always like to create something that's unique and different, especially with a lot of CBD brands out there. My, the science background is what I stand true to with the laboratory information and third-party testing that we go through, but also just staying true to a clean, pure product and not using any preservatives unless we really have to and making sure they're plant-derived preservatives and, you know, all the little details. I always say that you can develop a product that's dirty very, very quickly if you want to develop one that's clean and pure and has ingredients that matter, it takes a little time. Yeah, I can imagine. Well, tell me a little bit too, who was like the most, I know your, you know, your husband had, you know, gone through this really insane journey 
you know, how, but I wanted to also ask you, who was the most influential person in your life when building, when you built Mo Wellens and when you really wanted to create it? You know, I've always had this entrepreneurial vision. I just didn't know quite when and how it would happen. Once you get into corporate America, you're kind of, you get used to getting that paycheck. You get used to, you know, the normal routine of the day to day. And I always had this like urge to take this jump into something new. So if you look back, looking back, I probably wrote out maybe five business plans, like down to the penny of the financials. And then I just didn't execute on them. And I don't know if it wasn't, if it was that I didn't, you know, fully believe in that or what exactly it was, but my life just seemed to align when I started becoming aware of the things that were happening and the encounters that I would have and kind of piece together career and personal life and goals and just all of that. It just started to come together. My husband was a big influence in, you know, my passion for creating Moellens um, and, and my passion for cannabis. And that really stemmed from him and from me enjoying the science. My parents were probably my biggest influence in that they just instilled in me this really solid work ethic. And although they were very traditional and, you know, we lived a life where we didn't necessarily get everything we wanted, they taught us the discipline in not getting everything that you wanted. And I think that that allowed me to appreciate the hard work that I had in corporate America and learn from those opportunities that I had. And that rounded out my knowledge to be able to take the leap into entrepreneurship at the right time. So my parents were probably the biggest influence and just instilled like those morals and values that allow me to run a company that's conscious and that grows at a, at a nice pace and has a good quality of life to balance it. Wow. I love that. And I, I love what you said about corporate America and kind of the difference between doing that versus going out on your own. I think that, you know, there's so many people right now that are in corporate America that maybe have a side hustle or that they have, you know, a dream to own their own business. And, you know, taking that step is scary. What do you feel like was like one of your biggest hurdles from going from that steady paycheck to, you know, diving into something that was kind of unknown? You know, I think that for me, when the brain tumor came back and I, it was just, my life was turned upside down again, I didn't think it would happen. And when it did happen, it was really a rude awakening for me and for him. And it just, I knew that that was my second sign of like, hey, if you're going to do this, the time is now. And, yeah. you know, even when I walked away, there still is know, a time where you're not making money, you still are building the company, haven't launched yet, don't have product. And so in July of the following year, I took a consulting gig and I built out a sales team in the healthcare space and, you know, just to make some money because you can only drive things forward so fast. So it, it definitely is an and situation. Like if you can be in corporate America and run a side hustle and then get to a point where you're okay with the money that the side hustle is making, um, that's definitely a very wise way of doing it and easing your way into 
um, owning your own business and making your full income off of your own business. But for me, I, I think that having a brain tumor return and just knowing how precious and short life is and I, and knowing that I had saved up quite a bit of money over the course of my career to invest in myself, I just felt the need to just call it a day at the lab and, and say, you know what, I'm all in. That's, that's amazing. And I, I love that. And like you said, just kind of having that kind of almost sign to push you in that direction, I think is really awesome. I know a lot of people, you know, especially when I went to create my own business, I felt like I wanted to wait for the perfect time. Or I've heard people saying, you know, they want to wait for a certain moment and things like that. And to, you know, I feel like, like you said, like just kind of diving in and going for it is ultimately the best way to kind of approach it. Yeah. I will say too, that a lot of people talk about their dream of entrepreneurship or owning their business. And that's where we find a lot of fulfillment is just in putting those words out there. And it makes us be satisfied with just talking about what we're going to do or what we're doing on a very small scale. So a lot of what I do and a lot of what I did when building Moellens, I didn't really talk about what was happening. It was just every day I woke up and I just put my head down and built the company. And, you know, had I shared day in and day out with friends or family, like every step that I was doing, I put it, probably would have gotten fulfillment enough to not be able to continue to move forward. So I think that's one thing that I'm very aware of is just, you know, sometimes the drive will subside if we continue to just vocalize what we're doing rather than keeping that drive inside and letting it fuel us and fuel us and fuel us until that dream comes to fruition. Yeah, 100%. I love that. If you had to give our listeners, you know, one tip on, you know, one best business advice tip or one tip on, you know, developing a company and building a brand, what would it be? I think that coming from corporate America to entrepreneurship that once I was able to blend my personality from corporate America to my personal life, once I blended the personality and like the the voice and all of that together became this whole person that's when everything took off for me so oftentimes we have this like stigma or this persona that we carry in corporate america that we have to be buttoned up and wear a suit and do all this and we then we go home and we have to like take off that mask of oh you know my day is over and i made it and that becomes somewhat exhausting and so it became easier for me to execute on my dream when I said, this is who I am. I'm going to be this person, whether I'm at work, whether I'm this person with friends or with family or just by myself. And as soon as I blended all of those people that I was in different environments, that's when my vision was able to come to reality. So I just keep going and be you, stay true to you. That's awesome. I feel like that's such a good tip and such a good piece of advice. So tell us a little bit about, you know, social media. You guys are, I mean, you do have an online website where you sell your products. You know, you have an awesome Instagram. It's absolutely stunning and gorgeous. Tell us a little bit about running a business, you know, with social media. Yeah, I, you know, I studied social media and started really executing on my own page before the business was up and going. I did it very, very lightly for 
probably 2013, 2016 even. But as soon as I walked away from the lab and started Moellens and started working on Moellens, from October to the following October, really to March, I really poured myself into learning Instagram and learning how um, Facebook and Pinterest and all those platforms worked what was important and how the algorithm worked and how to growth hack. And I actually took a growth hacking class because social media is the way of the world. It's where the influence comes from. And so I knew before the company launched where whose hands I wanted my product in. And I also knew what was going to be needed in order to get out there. So I would say social media is extremely important and putting yourself out there is extremely important. And that doesn't mean sharing every bit of your life, but just letting your true self shine through in whatever format that is, not feeling obligated to do it, but do it because it is your authentic self. And so, yeah, I think that, that the study of the platforms really helped us to, to jump off from day one. That's amazing. So where do you see social media going? You know, I think podcasts are huge. I, I do think that, you know, only about 20% of people even listen to podcasts now. So there's still a wave that's going to happen with that platform. I think Instagram integrating IGTV into the feed is really big because people weren't really paying attention or navigating to it before. So I definitely see social media just continuing to grow. I think people get a little bit better about managing their time on social and not letting their brain turn to mush when they're watching Instagram. <laughs> yeah. But overall, I mean, we have such access to knowledge and to people and connection. So I don't see it going away. I see in the CBD world, it actually continuing to open up because right now we don't have access to any sponsored posts. So that's kind of prohibiting us from finding our, finding our, creating our custom audiences. But I do think that it's definitely going to continue to be a voice and um, an outlet for people. So I, I don't see anything letting up in that area. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I do feel like podcasts are having a bit of a moment right now. Um, and it's so interesting because I mean, I, it, it is, you know, I love that you kind of mentioned podcasts when I asked about social media, because right off the get-go, you don't really think of a podcast as a form of social media, but the way it connects people and the way that it educates people, kind of like what you said, is so interesting and so powerful. And I mean, even to tell me a little bit about, you know, the influencer movement and, you know, kind of how now all these personal brands that are big on social media or that are big on Instagram, how are they kind of impacting your business and sales and things like that? Yeah, I think collaborating with influencers and with other brands is really important for us. Originally, the jump off point for us was our collaboration with Coffee Dose in Costa Mesa, um, California. Yeah. Amazing branded. They're, they call their coffee the anti-bitch serum. <laughs> it just uh, Jenny over there is just amazing. And so we, I actually serendipitously walked into Coffee Dose on the Wednesday that they opened, which was about three weeks after we launched. And they had a CBD latte on the menu. And so my friend and I said, we'll take the CBD latte. 
And she was behind the counter and she said, we actually don't have a CBD supplier yet. Oh. And I said, oh, really? I, I kind of raised my hand. Can I be at that? Can I be at <laughs> um, So then we got to talking and ended up that we started supplying her with the CBD. And so she was, she had lines out the door. I mean, people were driving couple hours even to to see the place and get the latte and they did the stencil on the top and it was it was amazing and um then we one day I had a tag from Jeanette Ogden shut the kale up yeah and so I checked the dms um, and we had about 500 followers in like a matter of a couple minutes and I was like what is going on and um I saw that she tagged us and I was very familiar with Jeanette because one, I had met her at Soul Cycle in Newport a few times. And two, out of this, from studying the social media world, she was one of the people that I really thought I, if I could get my product in her hands, it would like mean everything to me. And so she tagged us and I just wrote back and I said, thank you so much. You know, we really appreciate it. And then she said, no problem. We've, I've actually tried uh, like five different CBD companies and yours is the only one that works. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. It literally brought me to tears. I was like so happy. And so I ended up putting a box together and I sent it to, I, I just dropped it off at Coffee Dose with Jenny. And I was like, you know, here's, here's a product for you and for Jeanette and you can, you guys can share it. And so it got back into Jeanette's hands. And then I had no idea, you know, what was going to happen. And she ended up doing a three minute review on her story, comparing us to two other brands. And she said that ours was the only one that worked. And it really, I mean, she, she probably has an idea, but you know, I hope that she one day listens to the podcast and just knows how grateful that we are for what she did for us, because it was really the influence of her community who is extremely engaged and and that's because of her authentic, you know, genuine, loving nature that she lives by. And so she just did everything for us and we're extremely, extremely grateful. I love that. And I love hearing stories about how, you know, these personal brands really impact a business. I think it's so important to kind of connect the gap and like hearing a story like that, like, that's amazing. That's amazing that she, you know, had so much love for your product, you know, that you actually saw a shift in business by, you know, her endorsement. I feel like, you know, there's so much gray area as far as it, you know, as far as it, when it comes to influencers and really talking about, you know, what they're doing or what kind of content they're creating. Or so I love hearing about, you know, these followings that shifted and moved your business. That's amazing. Yeah, it's been really fun. I mean, especially I think knowing the social media world myself, it kind of, it doesn't make it challenging when I'm connecting with people because I really, I really like social media and I, I like getting to know people, even if it's in a digital context. So yeah, I, I think if, as long as we're true and genuine, you know, both on digital platforms and in our real life, then it's a great thing. I love that. Yeah, I totally agree with you. So what are some things that you're kind of obsessed with on social media, like apps or presets or tell me some things that you love? Well, I actually have found a lot of love from my tripod. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, well, I haven't always been the best at creating content. Um, I love Instagram stories probably the most. I think it just gives like an insight into someone's day to day. And the tripod has helped us create content for Moellens that, you know, I think it's just really trying new things and, and seeing whether you can do photography and, and walk through like a VSCO edit or, or a Lightroom edit and just giving it all a try. So the tripods allowed us to film like CBD mocktails and put them on our story and those tend to do very well. And so, yeah, I think it's really just creating and I'm, I'm obsessed with VSCO. I'm obsessed with my tripod and do I do it every day? No. Do I love to be creative in some way every day? Yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm obsessed with just creating new content and, you know, seeing if people like and engage with it. I think that's amazing. I am a huge fan. I call it Viesco. I don't know what, the, I don't know what the, I don't even know how people properly pronounce it, <laughs> but I love it too. I mean, I still use it. And even like you said, like the Lightroom presets are awesome. I, I love that you see the creativity in social media. I think a lot of people miss that, especially business owners. You know, there is such a creative process behind your feed and your messaging and even your Instagram stories. And I love that you like tap into that it seems like you're both, you know, you have this business mind, but you're also this creative at heart. And it's really interesting to see how that comes out through Moellens and all the brand and content you guys create. Yeah, I'm a Gemini. So I definitely <laughs> have personalities and one is creative and one is very analytical and business minded. So I guess I'm grateful for that too. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. I love that you just referenced your sign. I'm a Sagittarius. <laughs> that's awesome. So let's go ahead and jump right into some rapid fire questions. This is my favorite part of the podcast. I'm just going to go ahead and ask you a couple questions and just answer whatever first thing comes to mind. Okay. So what is your favorite Instagram to ha or to stalk? Well, I love watching Shanae Alexander. She's, oh, a, yeah. she's a friend of mine and she just got a new dog and she's just always out and about and putting together amazing makeup tutorials and amazing new outfits. And she gets a lot of product in, but she's probably the best at reviewing the product and, you know, giving people great value and not only products, but she's just like big into social and politics and all of the above and always advocating for something. So I think she has a very strong voice. I love following her. Oh, I love that so much. What about your go-to self-love or wellness practice? Um, I love waking up and writing down three things that I'm grateful for. Oh, wow. That's such a simple, good practice. Yeah. I love that. I feel like that keeps your gratitude at the top of mind. Yeah, I've done it actually for about a year and a half now. And it's, probably, it's changed the way that things are called into my life. Just mm. even putting down the simplest of things like a bird chirping outside the window or the sun shining through the room. It's just changed everything in, in my awareness. And I think mm -hmm. when we change our awareness, we're able to take note of even the smallest things and call in even the smallest things into our life. I love that. I, I feel like I need to start doing that. <laughs> I feel like that might change my life instead of being, you know, complaining about everything all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it really shifts you from complaining into finding just like you, whether you shift off of what you're complaining about or you find the good in that opportunity or that 
kind of negative moment, um, it'll just kind of rewire that, that negativity. And that's amazing. Don't, journaling is sometimes very hard and that like we sit down to write a journal entry and we're like, what am I writing about? This is getting long and boring. So I found that writing down three things kept it very simple. And I was able to do that for a long, long period of time. It became a habit. I think that's a great habit. I actually feel like I'm going to start putting, implementing that into like my morning pages. I love that so much. Yeah. What about your go-to cocktail? You know, I didn't drink for eight years. Oh, wow. Yeah. When, when Chris was diagnosed, he stopped drinking. So as his wife, I stopped drinking and I just didn't want to be like the one who has to have the wine at night and he's not drinking. So I stopped. Um, as of October of last year, I did start incorporating different things into my life and figuring out, you know, was this what I really wanted or was this what I did because of him and his situation? And so I did start drinking again. And I would say that my go-to cocktail is very simple, just like my products are simple. It's a vodka with water and a mm. splash of lime juice. And a splash of what juice? Lime juice. Oh, yum. I see. I'm a huge fan of vodka waters too. I like it with a lemon, like two lemon wedges, Yeah. but lime is good. Yeah. Both are good. I prefer both actually. Yeah. I just feel like when we're dehydrating, we could be hydrating with the water. So (laughs) that's, I feel like that's like the scientist coming out at you. You're like, let's see how we can make this the best possible aspect. (laughs) Probably so. (laughs) that's amazing okay what about like your favorite reality tv show well i do love the bachelor and the bachelorette what did you think what did you think of that finale well you know it it drew it drew on a bit too long for me i didn't watch every episode but from soul cycle newport i knew tasia okay Um, need to see her on the show and I don't know. I really didn't watch every episode. I just found it a bit boring this season. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of the whole, like, she left and then she came back and then it was just like, what is happening? Yeah, I'm always happy when they find love, you know, and it takes a little bit to, like, surrender to love. So I'm okay that she came back and that they worked it out. I just, for me as a viewer... It just dragged on a bit. (laughs) I love that. What are some podcasts that you're listening to right now? Well, besides yours, I like like the Startup Podcast. Mm. Um, Startup Podcast is by Gimlet Creative. And it's basically, if you go all the way back to the beginning, um, it was the beginning of him forming Gimlet Creative and the Startup Podcast. And what he did is as he was creating the company and the podcast, he filmed or he recorded every meeting that he went into. So like whether oh, wow. a partner um, figuring out like how to divide up the company in the very beginning and then his thoughts were like, we're dividing up a company that doesn't even exist. Like this is very weird. And and then coming up with a name and all of that. Now it's a really successful company, Gimlet is. Gimlet uh, actually created the um, Homecoming, the, the Netflix um, series with, uh, what's her name? Julia Roberts. 
Oh, yeah. Now they do like big things, but it's a back in the beginning of the podcast just coming out, he documented the creation of it. So I find I like to I like to watch that. That's so amazing. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to watch that or, and also listen. Those are some really, really good suggestions and podcasts. Yeah. Okay. And then for our final question, what does the word influence mean to you? You know, I think it's someone who people gravitate to and they vibe with and they, the influencer shares things that are near and dear to them and things that they love and are able to provide insight and advice on topics that their community may not know about or, or on the opposite side may have a passion for. Yeah. I love that. That's, that's a perfect meaning for the word. I feel like, I feel like that's so spot on. Yeah. Well, Amy, you've been an absolute joy to chat with and I love your story. I, like I told you, I'm such a big fan of Mo Wellens. I love the product. I love the branding. I think what you're doing is so special and the story and meaning behind it too just makes it that much more powerful. So thank you so much for your time today and coming on the show with us. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And it's nice talking with you. It was nice talking with you too. Thanks for going under the influence.